We do appreciate the time of the Prime Minister of our nation, Chris Hipkins, on the show. There's a poll tonight on TV One. When do you find out about the results of those, Prime Minister? Normally not too long before they go to air. They normally come and find me wherever I am and ask me for a comment on it, and that's normally when I find out about it. So, um, you know, polls are always interesting because um, sometimes sometimes they reflect what you're feeling on the ground and sometimes they don't. So, um, you know, we know that it's been a pretty tough tough time for the country over the last couple of months, so it'll be interesting to see what happens on the poll. I've always been of the mind, anyhow, for the, for the past six, eight, Ten months that the economy was going to do you in, or do the Labor government in, but I'm just wondering now: Are you going to pull a rabbit from the hat? Well, I mean, I think the key thing about the economy is you've got to manage it carefully, and you've got to be responsible in what you're doing. And I, I hope New Zealanders will see that we are being, you know, careful and responsible in what we're doing. One of our key focuses in the budget, for example, was not to do a big spend up and make sure we're getting inflation back down so that interest rates come back down. Because, if, for example, if we if we put a whole lot of cash out in the economy through things like tax cuts people would find that the value of that would disappear pretty quickly if interest rates stayed higher for longer. So what we've got to do is focus on, you know, getting those fundamentals back under control again. And, you know, the Reserve Bank in its commentary yesterday indicated that that's what we are doing. Actually, the government's contributing to bringing inflation back down through the budget. Do you differentiate between tax cuts and tax thresholds, i.e. raising them? Because effectively, not raising them is taxation by stealth. At the moment, it has the same effect. So any adjustment to tax thresholds would ultimately result in uh, in more spending uh, and therefore higher inflation for longer. So there is a time when you should adjust, you know, um, adjust tax brackets because, you know, in t- over time, people's incomes increase, the economy shifts, the economy grows. Um, periodically, there, do- there does need to be some adjustment for that. Um, now's not the right time to do that, though, because particularly when we're seeing the government's overall tax revenue starting to decline because of the broader economic situation, um, the sorts of to, to do anything meaningful in the in the you know tax cut or tax bracket adjustment space, um, you're looking at billions and billions of dollars, and uh, you know that's got to come from somewhere. It's got to mean you know. Yeah, but you're getting billions and billions areas. of extra dollars in in taxation. I would argue that by adjusting the thresholds, and they probably should be adjusted annually by the rate of inflation. People are only treading water. They're going to have no more money to spend. But if, if you look at if you look at um, you know since when the last adjustment of these you know um, thresholds was made. Um, we've, we've got a much larger population now. And so a lot of the tax revenue that we've got is associated with economic growth and particularly growth in the population. When you have a growth in population, people, the, the increased number of people still want to be able to access that same number of services and the government has to pay for that. So there's more pressure on the health system, there's more pressure on housing, there's more pressure on infrastructure, more pressure on the education system. And government's got to pay for that somehow. So those who are saying, you know, Cut, cut taxes now need to be upfront that it means that there'd be less money left over for those other things. I'm not sure I get that. Maybe that's why I got a C minus in Economics 101. Look, were you surprised yesterday by Adrian Orr's announcement, especially the fact that the OCR is unlikely to go any higher? No, probably the thing that surprised me over the last month or so is some of the commentary from the banks that don't seem to have, have sort of read what the Reserve Bank actually said in its last OCR update. So in the last OCR update, they did indicate that they thought that, you know, inflation had peaked and that they were 
um, you know, that they were also encouraged by the fact that, you know, government spending was actually contributing to bringing inflation down and that, you know, they didn't see the OCR going much higher and the fact that they confirmed that yesterday. I mean, that was all in the tea leaves um, when they did the last OCR announcement. So I was kind of a bit surprised by some of the bank economists and their commentary, which, which just sort of didn't seem to pick up on what the Reserve Bank said when they last did an announcement. So the fact that they were surprised was probably the biggest surprise, I think. Have we got power generation issues in this country heading into winter? And it's fine and dandy to offer a big carrot to Glenbrook or New Zealand Steel for their electric arc furnace. But uh, when you're telling people to have shorter showers, are you worried we're going to run out of power? And could this be your showerhead moment, Chris Luxon? Uh, Chris Hipkins, that's a Freudian slip, isn't it? Weren't you one of Helen's helpers back in 2008 when she came out with that? Oh, look, I was, I was campaigning for <laughs> Labour back in 2008. That's absolutely right. But uh, look, I think we always should be you know, mindful of how we use electricity. But if you take that um, New Zealand Steel announcement, for example, one of the components of the New Zealand Steel announcement is that uh, they'll be reducing their demand during times of peak demand. So one of our challenges is, you know, we've actually got plenty of electricity supply at the moment to meet the demand. It's peak demand times that are the challenge. So, you know, typically in the mornings when everyone gets out of bed, has a shower, makes their breakfast, or at night when everyone gets home and cooks their dinner, those are the times of peak demand. If we can work with those big industrial players so that they say, well, we'll turn down the use of the, our use of electricity in order to spread the, uh, spread the load over, you know, households and so on during that time, then actually we, we'll be able to manage much better through the winter peaks. Um, you know, a lot of it depends on rain, um, and uh, we've had a lot of rain lately, so the hydro lakes are looking pretty full at the moment, and that's a good sign going into winter. The showerhead issue, though, does nanny statism present a danger to you? Um, I think a lot of it gets misrepresented. I mean, I remember back in, in 2009, um, you know, only six months after the showerhead election campaign where National was tub-thumping about, about it, I remember being summoned as a brand new MP to a launch, a policy launch by Jerry Brownlee, who was the new Minister of Energy, and he launched he launched these energy spot advertising campaigns, which are all about telling people how to save power by, you know, having having shorter showers and turning turning things off at the light at the switch when they weren't in the room and all that stuff. I remember thinking if we'd done this six months ago, it would have been nanny statism. But Jerry Brownlee doing it now is just seen as good government, and uh, I think there's a certain political cycle to some of these some of these debates. We'll watch with interest what's happening with the political cycle tonight on TV1. Chris Hipkins, I apologise for calling you Chris Luxon. I suppose (laughs) I'm not the first one who's done that. Thanks very much for your time. No problems at all. Cheers, mate.